Before doing anything else, now I want you to close your eyes and imagine a family. I believe most of you imagine a family in which there are happy people, a happy couple, happy children, happy pets, happy grandparents possibly. Still, there might be some of you who imagined a family in which there is an ongoing conflict, in which there is a controlling behavior by one of the partners or two of them, in which children are suffering from various types of maltreatment, in which elder parents might be suffering from various types of trauma and violence. Obviously, this is not what we would like to see in a family. If you ask a child to draw a picture about a family, you usually do not end up with a negative picture, right? Most of the people in the society imagine family as a positive environment for adults, for children, for elderly, for pets, and etc. However, in this course, we will look at the family from a different perspective. We will look at violence and crime as they occur within a unique circumstance, within an exceptional context, which is defined as family in various societies in different ways. Welcome to my course on family, violence, and crime. This is Dr. Hassan Bukar, and this is the first of the podcast series in which we will talk about various aspects of this very topic. In the first one, we will be looking at the characteristics and the consequences of family violence. The study of family violence as a discipline is still in its infancy. In the US, there are numerous myths and misconceptions about this topic and the issues surrounding it. For instance, you might hear why the victims are not leaving an abusive relationship. Or you might hear that the children who are reported to be abused might be lying about their abusive history, about their abuse victimization. Or you might be hearing that the law enforcement officers are not really capable of dealing with, uh, with domestic violence or, or intimate partner violence. So all of those conceptions, some of them are reflecting the truth, some of them might be misconceptions, needs to be understood with a specific lens, with a specific focus on this very concept of family violence. So when we talk about the family violence, we look at the family from a broad perspective. And some people argue that rather than using the term family, we should replace it with intimate. But as I will explain in this course, we will look at the families from a different perspective and we will have a broader approach to that, to that, uh, to that environment. And uh, as most of the professionals, we accept the idea that a family unit may exist without any formal sanction, such as a marriage ceremony. Therefore, the term family in this course will be used to include situations in which individuals are living together regardless of whether they are legally married or not. 
family violence can affect families of all forms, including those with or without children, couples of any gender or sexual orientation, and those of any race, class, culture, religion, or ethnicity. So the concept of family violence includes several subtopics like, such as child abuse, intimate partner abuse, and elder abuse. And it's therefore a wide-ranging concept that must remain flexible to adaptation as we learn more about its scope and impact. And if you look at the topic from a global perspective as well, you will need to have that flexibility because the concept of family might vary across the societies, across the cultures. For some people, families should be consisted of opposite sex, for instance. For some people, if there's no children in the family, we cannot talk about the family. Or in some cultures, violence in the family can be only consisted of physical violence. So in this course, you know, to be able to consider all different perspectives and global approaches, as I mentioned, we will maintain a broader perspective. And uh, again, for the purposes of those series, we understand any act or omission by persons who are cohabitating or living together as a family that results in serious injury to other members of the family, we will be considering that as a type of family violence. And this definition will include those who live together, uh, who are married or not. And it will include same-gender couples living together as a family regardless of their marital status. And the injuries we will talk about uh, might involve physical or emotional harm or a violation of another family, family member's rights and freedom of choice. And this great majority of victims, as we will see in this course, of family violence are, fem are females and children. That doesn't necessarily mean men are not bettered or are not uh, victimized within the families, but they constitute the minority and the reasons for this disparity uh, is going to be or are going to be discussed in the upcoming chapters. And the family violence is surrounded by various controversies. And those controversies might be about how to, how to understand that, how to include within that broad concept. Uh, we usually agree that it includes uh, child maltreatment, like child abuse or neglect. It, it certainly includes intimate partner violence. It certainly includes abuse of elderly within the family context. But as I mentioned, there are different perspectives and different understandings about, uh, about family violence. And just we have various definitions of family violence. There are myriad competing and conflicting theories on the causes. Uh, we will talk some of those theories in a minute. And some people have different ways of understanding and suggest, suggesting intervention policies, intervention strategies. Some, for instance, agree that if a child is being harmed in a family, uh, this child should be, should be removed from that environment, from this home, and, and you know, should be taken away. Or if you look at the intimate partner violence, some people think that the victims should be 
again removed from the family or the perpetrators should be taken into custody and as I said there are various studies looking at the impact and outcome of those various intervention strategies uh, we will be talking about those in the upcoming chapters another controversy is about why people or how people are, are uh, deciding to report or not to report their victimization uh, what we know for sure is like many other violent crimes or, or crimes against people um, family violence and crime within the family is, is underreported. There is a huge area, there is a huge, um, huge uh, number of crimes that are underreported or unreported to officials if they are occurring within the boundaries of a family. <clears throat> Another important controversy related to family violence is about the nature and the scope of the problem as i mentioned before uh, you know while we don't we do not usually agree about an exact definition of the problem we usually do not also know the exact scope of the problem because as i mentioned we have various ways of measuring the extent of crime in general uh, it might be through the official reports it might be through self-reports victim reports and when it comes to violence within the family context it's much more likely to be not reported and um, you know historically there have been various surveys focusing on family violence like the national family violence surveys which were conducted in 1975 and 85 and um, there are there are other surveys uh, conducted by uh, CDC and obviously we have official reports like unified crime reports or national crime victimization survey which gives us an idea about the scope and the extent of the problem but what you need to know or what we should remember always is we currently do not know the, the exact extent of the problem and most probably we will never be able to capture um, the exact number of victims of family violence uh, because of the nature of that problem and maybe that's another important aspect of family violence it's not really possible to uh, to get to know uh, what actually is going on in a given family because of the nature of family or the cultural dynamics defining family or the relationships within the families and in the past in under in order to understand the scope and the extent of the problem the violence against a woman act provided a fundamental challenge uh, in the criminal justice systems gathering of information on violent crimes committed against women but remember the act was specifically uh, focusing on crimes committed against women so when we talk about family violence we also cover violence against children violence other members of the families so uh, even if we have those earlier efforts and initiatives uh, started to gather information about about the subgroups of family violence uh, we still need to increase our capacity uh, to have a better understanding about the scope and the extent of the problem in our society Another important issue to be covered at the beginning is, is 
the factors that contribute to family violence. And again, just like many other aspects of the topic, there are various perspectives about those factors that contribute to family violence. But basically, we can talk about three major groups. The first group looks at the, looks at the, the violence or understand family violence by analyzing the offender's personality traits and mental status. We, we, we call this the psychiatric model of family violence. And <clears throat> in this model, some professionals also include individual characteristics of the victim, and it characterizes personality disorders, mental illness, and substance abuse as the primary causes of family violence. The second model analyzes external environmental factors that affect the family unit, factors such as stress, family structure, and the intergenerational transmission of violence and the family interactions are all considered as primary causes of family violence. And we call this the social psychological model of family violence. Because of the controversy surrounding the intergenerational transmission of violence theory, it's discussed in more detail in an upcoming chapter. But basically, you know, if you would like to understand that, maybe an example would be uh, looking at how children, according to this theoretical perspective, are learning violence. For instance, the physical punishment of children is perhaps the most effective means of teaching violence, and eliminating it would be an important step in violence prevention. And, you know, we usually discuss that about the impact of, of fathers. And we usually tell that being a father is not a natural instinct, but you learn that. And the question of how you learn that is or can be answered uh, with that theoretical framework. You usually learn to be a father by, by um, taking your father as an example. There is not a course for that. There is not an education or there is not an exact right, right way of being a good father. And usually this is learned through that intergenerational transmission. Uh, it might be good or bad. And lastly, uh, another group of theories focus on the roles of men and women in the society. Men and women are defined as, as or their gender roles are defined in various ways across different cultures. And our society, as well as on the cultural attitudes uh, you know, the, the, the focus on the roles of men and women in our society, as well as on the cultural attitudes towards women and acceptance of violence as, 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 as a cause of family violence, uh, is um, the center of this, this model. And we usually call this as the sociocultural model of family violence. And there are various explanations uh, tapping to that model. Uh, like the impact of media, how media creates or, or depicts violence, especially within the family. Or it also talks about the patriarchy theory, which uh, explains violence towards women and view society as dominated by males with women in subordinate positions, treated by men as possessions and things. And there are general systems theory or social conflict theory, again, under this model. To repeat again, uh, when we are understanding the factors that contribute to family violence, we look at three models. The psychiatric model, 
the sociopsychological model and the sociocultural model. You will find further explanations in your textbook about those models. And there are common features of family violence. While we have various factors, we have various theoretical models understanding the factors contributing to family violence, most scholars and the practitioners alike uh, studying family violence agree that in contrast to other forms of violence, for instance, family violence requires a relationship between the parties. So if you are not talking about the relationship, it doesn't have to be in a, in a certain form. For instance, it doesn't have to be a marriage relationship, but you have to have that relationship to be able to talk about family violence. And it usually exists between the parties before, during, and after the incident of family violence. Um, for instance, we talk about dating violence. We talk about violence against children in various formats. But when we talk about the family violence, we have to have those parties uh, engaging or, or, or having a relationship before the occurrence of violent acts or during that time or after the incidence of family violence. And third, another common feature of family violence is there are certain forms of violence uh, that are common in families uh, than in other contexts of violence, right? Um, for instance, we usually do not see an adult woman being physically battered outside of the family. Or you might also think about psychological violence like, um, you know, coercively controlling behaviors that usually occurs between the intimate partners. Or you might give further ex examples for that, but there are certain forms of violence which are more common in families than in other contexts. And lastly, in some societies, family violence has a different legal meaning than other forms of violence. And again, we will take a look at that in further detail in the upcoming chapters. And the most important uh, commonality for family violence is for sure it is the most private form of aggression and it creates isolation and this is because of the concept of the privacy of the family and um, lastly in this chapter we need to talk about the consequences of family violence and there are various consequences of family violence. We can observe, understand, and explain, but there might still be some other consequences which are not easy to observe, measure, understand, and explain. Yet we know for sure um, there are physical consequences. Like in a physical violence situation, there might be wounds, there might be injuries, uh, uh, like burns or there might be a trauma to the head or some other other medical concerns resulting from a certain type of violence that's usually either physical violence or sexual violence there might also be mental consequences while the physical consequences are easy to observe uh, measure and document um, mental consequences are not that easy uh, usually even the victims might not really be aware of that uh, that consequences especially the long-term mental consequences and as opposed to physical consequences those consequences mental emotional consequences are not easy to observe 
measure and report um, so the consequences of certain types of violence go underreported and 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 um, perpetrators usually do not do not get the punishment for that type of violence and that these consequences might be uh, PTSD it might be acute stress disorder or there might be as I said there might be long-term consequences related to one's emotional state uh, like depression substance abuse or other types of dysfunctionalities uh, in the life related to one's emotional well-being and uh, thirdly there are financial consequences we know for sure for instance the victims of intimate partner violence <clears throat> cannot leave that abusive relationship because of financial concerns and once they do they face financial consequences you might also think about the minors uh, why would a child if he or she recognizes that abusive uh, attitude or abusive um, behavior coming from another family member not leave that environment and that's usually because they do not have that financial freedom they they cannot stand alone by themselves so there are tangible losses uh, as a consequence of family violence we need to understand so in short for this chapter we have to understand that uh, family violence is a multifaceted phenomenon and there are various subgroups that can be studied and understood under that broader term and it's not easy to measure and understand the exact scope and extent of that problem and there are various ways of understanding and explaining that it might be either through a psychological approach to the perpetrators or about the perpetrators and the victims it might be about the social dynamics it might be about the about the broader fabric of the society but but all of those models of explanations have merit and should be understood uh, in explaining and understanding and reacting to family violence and uh, in the upcoming chapters we will take a look at that in further detail so thank you for listening this first podcast and i will be meeting you again in the upcoming chapters with the next episodes of those series thank you Stay safe and goodbye.